Yeah, I mean, Rich Reggae has been big in this country since Bob Marley, you know, like his music resonated with, with this country and it um, still to this day is and will forever be, you know, a massive part of our culture. This is a test. This station was conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system. Formed in 2016 in Vakatani in the Bay of Plenty, New Zealand, in the eight years they've been in existence, Roots Reggae Collective LAB have crammed in a hell of a lot. Their song In The Air, get on that, it's a jam, topped the New Zealand chart in March 2020, and at nine times platinum is now New Zealand's all-time best-selling single, yeah you heard. In fact, platinum status is a feature of all their releases to date, their debut in 2017, three times platinum, album two in 2018, platinum, their third in 2019, four times platinum, their fourth in 2020, three times platinum, their fifth in 2021, Platinum. And after taking a year to have a breather, their sixth long player titled LAP6, which enters the world drenched in that classic Motown vibe on February 23rd by Loop Recordings. Well, it's too early to say whether that will achieve Platinum status too, but let's be honest, it absolutely fucking will, won't it? It was a treat then to connect with guitarist and vocalist Joel Shabbo on this episode. Not only because I really like his band's new album, but also because, you might know this about me by now, I'm hot under the collar for New Zealand. This is a pretty brief episode, but it was a nice time hearing about how Bob Marley came to rule Middle Earth, and how LAB now plan to take their extraordinary homegrown success overseas. Hey listen, the podcast Patreon, link in the show notes, is getting really buzzy. Loads of great content, I said content, going up over there. Do check it out, link in the show notes. It's absolutely the best way you can support the podcast. But hey, if you wanted to just leave this podcast a rating and a review, that'd do just as well for me, really. It certainly gets this podcast into the ears of more people. Or why not, why not indeed, head over to the Spook YouTube channel, that's Spook with three O's, and check out the glut of video interviews, many of which are taken from the interviews I publish on this feed, over on that site. I like to think of it as a James McMahon Music Podcast's own TV channel. TVAM, but punk rock, if you will. MTV, but with music on it. Tell me I'm wrong. Incidentally, I've since learned that the new LAB album has a picture of an alien on its sleeve. I didn't know this. How did I not know this? Imagine the chats that could have been had. But anyway, here's Joel Shadbolt of LAB, without any aliens, but with all the groove in the Southern Hemisphere.
Right, so I'm going to be honest from the off. I uh, I wasn't aware of your band until recently. Jazz, your, Jazz your PR, put put you on my radar. Uh, so I've spent the day going into your, your back catalogue and the new record. So... But I guess the reason why I wanted to speak to you, the reason why I said yes, I, I'll make I'll make time to do this episode is because I love New Zealand. I'm nuts on New Zealand. I used to go out with a girl from Wellington, and for a period of time, I used to like pretend to be from New Zealand. I was like, <laughs> I was like a like I was like a Kiwi file, right? I was like, yeah, you're you're a, you're an honorary Kiwi, ki- honorary Kiwi. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, something something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. And actually, my my parents-in-law went on a trip to New Zealand a couple of years ago, and I said to them, "You must bring me back some chocolate fish." And they chocolate fish, yeah. Yes. And they brought me back a big, a big box of chocolate fish. So yeah, I still, I still maintain a lot of affection for the place. <laughs> awesome, so, bro. So yeah, if any, uh, if any New Zealand bands are listening to this, I will, I will listen to, I will listen to you, and I will l- l- largely speak to you on account of wanting that nationality. Um, how many times when you speak to journalists outside of New Zealand do they want to talk to you about Lord of the Rings? Well, when I travelled in the uh, back in the day, I went to the UK. I actually lived down in Cornwall for a while. All right, and that was in 2012. And the only two things that people could connect well, there's probably three, but it was like Lord of the Rings. They're like, "Oh, you're from New Zealand?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, South Island, South Island, and then uh, you know. That's all I wanted to talk about. Um, that's all I kind of cared about, really. And then a band called Fat Freeze Drop, which are uh, massive in the you know in that side of the world, Europe, UK. So yeah, it was like uh, it was the starting topic of of the new conversation with with the foreigner on that side of the world was like either Lord of the Rings, South Island, or Fat Freddy's Drop. So um, I mean, yeah. it, it, you say that though, but I mean, New Zealand does have such a rich musical heritage. I mean, it's it, it's a million miles away from what you do, but I'm a huge fan of um, like the '80s output of Flying Nun records, which is Dunedin. Um, gotcha, yeah. And I actually, when I because I went over to New Zealand for a couple of weeks for a piece that I did when I was at the NME, and I went to the New Zealand Music Awards. And whilst there wasn't, whilst there was hardly any music that I knew, like there was, there was very few artists that were performing or winning awards that I knew who they were. Uh, I think Flight the Concords did a sort of a a video address and stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah. there was hardly anyone that I knew, but I came away from it being quite, quite jealous really of like the setup in, of, of the New Zealand music industry. It just felt so, it felt, it felt like much more of a community than what I've experienced in the UK. And given that the UK is, uh, you know, what the UK is, you know, that you would argue the, the music industry is bigger. I, I was, I was, I was quite, I'm quite envious of that sort of small, everyone kind of knows each other and no one really feels like they're trying to fuck each other over. It feels like they're trying to grow together. Is that, is that just the sort of romance of an outsider or is that what it's like? Yeah, I, I would say that's that's definitely true uh, in, in our part of the scene. we coming from more the roots reggae um, part of you know, scene. It's, it's definitely a thriving yeah, definitely thriving, and, and everyone is supportive. You know, like back in the day when bands like, um, uh, you might you might know some of these bands, you might not, but Cora, Catch a Fire, Shapeshifter, um, even earlier than that, uh, Fat Freddy's Drop from Wellington. Uh, you know, this is like late nineties, early two thousands when all these bands were starting to take off. 
and it was um it became the platform for a lot of the bands that you see today like lab and 660 and all these bands that are you know playing roots reggae music in their, in their style you know it's in their kind of one of their styles and their, their kind of thing it's um yeah i would say these bands have created a platform for it and and are definitely very supportive still to this day of any new stuff coming through that that has that flavor so um yeah you're you're right i mean you talk about reggae and obviously that is core to what you do but when i was listening to the new record back to back with the preceding ones i thought there was like a real motown thing going on was was that was that deliberate yeah for sure we we, we definitely um we definitely take a leaf out of of uh the american style of music yeah, motown stevie wonder bill withers johnny hathaway all that kind of stuff uh, we all grew up listening to that that stuff as well so it's definitely a mix for sure you know, as much as there's roots reggae going on there's also <clears throat> i mean songs like in the air that you know our biggest track it's it's more in that kind of nostalgic 70s soul soul soft rock feel i suppose <laughs> i don't know this you know it's hard to kind of put your finger on it but um yeah we, we listen to everything man and it basically it's the the kind of common theme is music from the 70s seems to be the biggest influence on lab whether it be black sabbath iron maiden or uh bill withers donny hathaway like it's it's quite a mix and you kind of delve into our back catalog and listen to some of the rock stuff you'll hear those those kind of heavy influences kind of pop in and we definitely use those elements when we play live as well you know making sure we we bring bring a heavy set to the to the festivals and stuff and definitely play with a rock stuff like that which is kind of cool what why is there this well i guess like what was your route to roots reggae like because like you're saying it does feel like that is a sound that is prevalent with a it does feel like there's a scene around that around that genre in new zealand like what why is that i'd say that yeah i mean roots reggae has been big in this country since bob marley you know like his music resonated with with this country and it um still to this day is and will forever be you know a massive part of our culture um why do you think that is though did, he ever, ma- did this... he ever make it there yes he did he did make it here and it was quite a pro- prolific performance he played at a place called western springs in auckland um and it was huge uh, a local band called the herbs i believe opened for them to a, a really old school reggae band from New Zealand, and um, yeah, so I, I would say that moment was a very poignant moment, kind of a tipping point, you could probably say, in in, in that music. Res, you know, it's always resonated with the indigenous people of New Zealand, the Maori people, the message and the music, the love, the oppression. The there's all there's so much, you know, so much in there um, that that people can relate to. Not just Maori people, but I think all of us as Kiwis, you know, his message of love and all that kind of stuff as well, you know. So he's he he's massive in this country, and to the point where there's a there's festivals all around New Zealand that Aotearoa that are all reggae based. You know, twenty thousand people turn up to them. It's it's just huge. Um, is and we are an island. I'd, I'd, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> we are an island. <laughs> What's the legal status of marijuana in New Zealand? Uh, illegal, but they tried to. They did a referendum. I don't know, last year, 
and it got to like 47% of people were like, just legalize it. And, you know, of course, there was 3% stuffed it up for everybody. Yeah. What, how does New Zealand lean politically now? When I was when I was really obsessed with New Zealand and I was almost thinking that I might end up there at some point, it was, you know, it, it felt very liberal, but it's had a little bit more of an inch towards the right in recent years and towards the conservatism, right? Yeah, you probably asked the wrong person, bro, for that, but um, it's, yeah, it's definitely getting a little interesting here. I'll just say that. That's an en- that's an enigmatic answer. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, no worries. Um, in terms of, you know, you obviously, just in terms of the records you've sold and the platinum status of them, you, you know, you're a big band in, in New Zealand. What are the challenges to transcending that and speaking to the rest of the world? What are the challenges? And Well, I guess the answer, the, the easiest answer is geography, that it's you're an island and you some distance from a, a lot of other English-speaking countries. But what's, you know, it is that thing. I, I spoke to the Beths, you know, the band The Beths from Auckland. Yes. And yeah. we had a similar conversation and they were saying, well, it's just, you know, it's just so expensive to, to to get off New Zealand and, and go out on tour, what, what yeah. almost like so? I guess what I'm asking is what what are your ambitions in terms of quote unquote conquering the rest of the world, or yeah, just yeah. just kind of spreading what you do beyond beyond uh, New Zealand? Yeah, we've definitely in the last twelve months we've had the opportunity to get overseas, um, kind of for the first time. I, w- I would say we've done a lot in Australia, which uh, is a little bit. Um, at the, in the early stages of LAB, we were going to Australia a lot, and there's a lot of Kiwis, a lot of New Zealanders living in Australia. So outside of that kind of bubble, we wanted to have a crack at the states and in Europe and the UK. So last year we had to, you know, the opportunity to get to those places, and um, it was positive, man. It was really uh, a really beautiful experience playing, you know, playing in Amsterdam. Uh, at the Paradiso, you know, to a sold-out crowd that was predominantly European, um, was up, you know, just mind-blowing knowing that these people knew our songs and had been listening to us for the last seven years, you know, it's like, it was pretty special. Um, so, and then when we played in London, it was, uh, it was kind of the opposite. It was more Kiwis homesick. You know, right. couldn't wait to hear, hear a New Zealand band, you know, so. Um, there is a lot of them, though. There is a lot. There is a lot, especially in uh, certain parts of London. Uh, there's a lot of Kiwis and Aussies, and they, um, they all so, yeah. they all they all seem to be really into outdoor sports as well. I feel yeah. I feel like if you see anyone like walking around London and they've got like a sort of a, a what's that company like the North Face, if they're if they're wearing any of that kind of gear, <laughs> I would say it's a sort of like a like a one in three chance that they're from New Zealand. Yeah, one in three t- chance they like to go hiking. Yeah. Yeah, more, yeah, yeah. more more if the rugby's on, right? <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd say I'd say as a nation, we're a fairly active nation. Everyone loves to get out and do things. Yeah, yeah. What's um? I mean, since you since you got together, you've been really rattling out records. You know, one a year. This one took two, right? What was mm. what what was that about? Did you just want to? Did you, did you just want to lie in a few t- a few days? Yeah, we needed a few sleepings. Eh? It was getting a bit crazy. Um, no, basically, it was. Yeah, I mean, you're basically on on the money. It was the band needed to kind of pull back a bit and, and reassess 
uh, a few things and, and come in with a fresh perspective. And to do that, you need time and you need to be away, I would say, away from the saddle a little bit. Um, we were pushing pretty hard there at one stage. It was it was getting full on. And um, I think that's, you know, this album is, is, it feels, to me, it feels super fresh and it feels uh, real lively, kind of like the first couple of albums that we released back in uh, 2017, 2018. Um, you could feel that fire in the music, you know, and, and I wouldn't say we lost that. We definitely haven't lost it, but it's, you know, like I said, we just needed that space to kind of, be creative, you know, find that fuel to be creative uh, again. And we've brought that to this album big time. I think it's it's a really strong body of work and um, yeah, super proud of it. Super proud of this this next release. So do you think you were just, do you think you were just overdoing it? Because it's, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of creative people who, you know, really do almost kind of commit to their creativity in an almost industrial sense that they're like, you know what, we're going to make things you know, what's the point in hanging around? I'm a big fan of that, but that's definitely like a, yeah. I don't feel, I don't feel like people do that by accident. I feel like it's a, a, a mindset. Do you- oh, for sure. It's 100% a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, we, we made that decision from day one that we wanted to do. We wrote it on the back of a pizza box, actually of all things. And we, we actually, um, you know, we, we quite often when we feel like we're getting a little bit like, Oh, we need to, get some more direction we like we need to get that pizza and go back to pizza hut and sort it out you know we literally <laughs> wrote our goals on the back of this box and it was like um it was before a festival we were like the first band on this is way back in the early days of lab and it was like we want to write three albums in three years we want to each buy a house um you know through making money through music blah, 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 all these kind of things like real ambitious goals you know and then you fast forward seven years and it we've achieved that and some so it's um it worked you know we, we put it out to the universe and we we made sure we stayed accountable when we did it um yeah it's, it's funny that so you keep, yeah, yeah it's funny that you keep talking about the early days and you know i mean it, like like you say it was seven years ago i mean that's 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 nothing really like to cram all of this in in that amount of time no exactly yeah we've we've definitely achieved a lot i, I would say but um yeah, it's definitely a mindset. You know, Brad, our drummer, who's also a producer, songwriter, lead songwriter and producer, he um his mindset is, is incredibly inspiring and it's uh something that is a huge driving force <clears throat> behind LAB, you know. Um somebody like him who <clears throat> you know, aims for the moon and lands on the stars kind of thing and it just leaves a <laughs> can't leave a trail of destruction behind it but we're all catching it and you know you know what i mean like he's just got that creative mind like once he's once he's on the <clears throat> once he's on the uh the in, the in the muse or whatever in the vortex you just got to follow you know and 90 percent of the time it works how's it work so with how's it work with two of the band because because cora are active right mm-hmm. how's it i mean so we're really talking about you know how much you crammed in, but to have another act, that, uh, an, an, another act of significance that have been coexisting with with this band, like mm. how does that work? Is there ever schedule clashes or? Yes, there's only one of the brothers or one of the members of LAB who was a Cora brother, Stu Cora, who's actually in Cora. Um, so, okay, yeah, that's he's been the busiest man this summer he's played you know we've done 
two LAB shows this summer, uh, releasing music as well. They're songs coming out, finishing the album and all this kind of stuff. All the while he's been touring with Cora and you know, staying incredibly busy with, with the boys. So um yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a bit of a juggle, but we make it work. Um so in terms of the plan going forward, so the record's out record's out well it's soon, isn't it? It's I know it's February. Can you remember the date? February the twenty third, yeah. Good work. Good work. I should have known that. Um, <laughs> what's the chances that you're going to get to the UK? Uh, not this year, but we it's we're already in talks of what's happening in 2025. This year, we're focusing on America, um, which is going really well. We've, we're actually locking in some stuff at the moment, so we'll be bouncing backwards and forwards to the west coast of the states, uh, up into Oregon and stuff like that. Um, oh, nice! I even believe we're playing in Salt Lake City. So we're doing some cool things. Um, in regards to the states and that was you know that's going off what we did last year in, in america and how well that went which is uh yeah so great to see fruits coming from the touring because that you know you need to be on the ground to make things work as a band you know there's only so much radio and social media can do uh so it's it's been really nice to see you know people wanting us to come back so um yeah and the same for the uk we've we've, we've got plans we've got big plans for the uk uh the next time we come back we've Highly likely to be playing in Germany and France, and as well as you know, going back to the Netherlands and the UK. Oh, fantastic! Well, if you do yeah. get if you do get to the UK, I am putting in a request for a box of chocolate fish. So if oh, you could mate. if you could maybe oh, leave yeah. if you could maybe leave that merch under my name, then, uh, for then sure, I'll be, I'll be happy. Yeah, we'll we'll have a t-shirt and a box of maybe even two boxes. You know, if you like it. Oh God, we asked. We, I, I knew I wouldn't regret this conversation, Joel. Um, <laughs> listen, it's been so nice to speak to you, and good luck with the new record. And uh, yeah, like I say, I'll, I'll I'll keep my eye out when you get to the UK. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Well, that was episode two hundred thirty-six. Thanks to Joel for the chat. Thanks to Jazz Hodge for hooking us up. The theme tune is by the band Biss, and I'll see you soon. was a spook media.